0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that finally gets to talk Rutgers. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who likes to feud with Michigan State fans on Twitter. Oh, in a friendly manner, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who likes to feud with children on TikTok. No, no, I don't. <laughs> That's Trey Newman. Very defensive. Sounds like someone who yeah. would do it. Uh, so in addition to following Trey on TikTok, you can follow us on Twitter, at CFBbros, on Instagram, at CollegeFootballBros, and also give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Ryan, we, get, we got another review this week? Oh, yeah, we did. I'll go ahead and read it, Mike, if you don't mind. <laughs> Do you not have it in front of you, Ryan? I uh, no, I'm just trying to buy a little time here. I... <laughs> I figured when <laughs> you said, "You know what? Up. I'll go ahead and read that." Let me just uh, yeah. start reading. Let any second a little... now, I'm going to start. How you doing today, Mike? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Wow, you genuinely. All right. I don't really care. I got it now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Comes from Jam Man Ham Can 47, uh, and that person said, uh, "Love the podcast. I've been listening for a while and catching up on old episodes. But I use Spotify, so I thought I couldn't review." You guys keep it fresh and informative. Keep up the good work. All right. Great review. Very good. Just a reminder to the folks on Spotify, go over to your Apple app and give us a rating. Give us a review. Why not? Subscribe, too. Bumps us up in the in the charts. <laughs> it does. Why not? Uh, all right. Let's move on to our topic for the episode. One of the best conferences in college football, the Big Ten East. And we will start with a segment called Call Me Crazy. So what do you have, Ryan? Okay. Call me crazy, but I think Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers will go winless against the top four teams uh, in the East. Now, I think I asked the same question last year, and I like to ask it all the time because it's, 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 it's intriguing. And it's a good one. Guess, guess what they did last year? Well, I'm guessing they went 0-12. They did. They did go on Maryland. Maryland was a two-point conversion away from. They were that close. (laughs) So close. (laughs) Now it's got to come down to Maryland or Indiana. Just well, Rutgers could sneak up, I guess, but I mean, Rutgers lost by four to Michigan State last year. They were they were close. That's true. Okay, all right. That's possible. So, what do you guys think? I I don't think you're crazy. Uh, I expect
1: the. I think those top four teams are going to be even more dominant this year, and. And Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers, maybe Rutgers have improved, but I'm not really seeing much of an improvement this year in Indiana and Maryland, which we'll get into. So I think they,
0: I don't think you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think the issue here is your best chance seems like Indiana, right? Because they're, I would say, the best of, of that bunch. Yeah. And then the worst of the the bunch from the East, arguably Penn State and Michigan State, well, Indiana plays on the road in both of those games. So... Harder. that that hurts yeah what I'm gonna say here but I'm just gonna say you're crazy they're going one on 11 I don't know where it's gonna happen they were they were so close a few times last year so uh, I'll say they win one all right all right call me crazy
1: but Ohio State will have the second best defense in the big 10 now it's a little bold because last year they were pretty bad and they gave up so many yards but i really like them this year they they have a lot of young talent returning chase young's gonna be could be the defensive player of the year he'll make that defense look better and then they also got greg madison from michigan Uh, he knows a great defense they still got larry johnson i mean i i think they're just behind michigan state but you know teams like michigan lose a lot so
0: i'm gonna be bold and say Ohio state gets to second i'm gonna say you're crazy they were 26th in S&P Plus last year, which was, which was fifth in the Big Ten, and I don't see it getting dramatically better. They lose Draymond Jones up front, and even with him, they struggled against the run. The linebackers are still kind of underwhelming for Ohio State. There's coaching turnover. I know they bring in Greg Madison, like you say, Trey, but you know they had Shiano, Shiano and Grinch last year. You'd think those guys would be able to put out a good defense, so... um. I, I Michigan State, 100%, I would take over Ohio State. Penn State's pretty loaded this year. Yeah. And yes, Michigan loses a lot, but they're pretty much always great under Don Brown. So I think I'd have Ohio State fourth. Okay. Um, I think you're crazy as well. I think I might even put Iowa ahead of uh, Ohio State. Iowa was really, really good. You could argue um, that. Michael, you mentioned the S&P Plus. I like to look at yards per play. Ohio State was 64th in the nation in yards per play at 5.6. They were more than a full yard worse than those four schools that we mentioned. I mean, that's, that's a big, big gap to have to make up. So I, I, I just don't think those four teams are really going to be any worse on defense. They might even Some might, might even be better. So I just don't think Ohio State can jump up that much. I think they'll be better, but not second. All right. My turn. Uh, you reused yours from last year, Ryan, just a little bit lazy, but I actually, <laughs> I guess I'll do the same thing here. So call me crazy, but I think that Dwayne Haskins gonna, is going to finish third in Heisman voting. Wow. No, no you can't. No. no. Sorry. Oh, I can't reuse that? Wow. Okay. Nice try. That is what I said last year, if anybody asks though. Sure. All right. My real one. Call me crazy, but I think Justin Fields could be better than Dwayne Haskins. This year, you're insane. You're not just crazy. You're insane. Well, just just let me make my case first, Ryan. Maybe I'll change your mind. Okay. Okay. So, i I don't really have much. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would help me out. Uh-huh. No. So, I just think that obviously this is going to be very tough. But I think people are too opposed to to hype when someone hasn't played very much. It happened for Tua before last year. Athlon put him as their number two quarterback before the season, and people threw a fit. And at OU, we all thought it was impossible to be better than Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray one upped him. Even last year at Ohio State, following J.T. Barrett, we were had no idea what to expect from from Dwayne Haskins. So we didn't think he'd be that good. But we also knew J.T. Barrett had his shortcomings. True, but I don't think we were counting on an improvement from J.T. Barrett. Like J.T. Barrett was really good. So my point is, I don't think it's crazy to think that. The number two recruit in the country, only behind, of course, Trevor Lawrence, and a guy with excellent running ability, a trait that Haskins didn't have, unless, unless you ask Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy to think he has the potential to one-up Haskins. Call me crazy, Ryan. Do it. Do it. I dare you. I'm calling you crazy. All right, do it to my face. <laughs> yeah, it's Ohio State had one of their best offenses ever last year and Dwayne Haskins was really the main reason why he was super efficient completion percentage was what over 70 or really close to 70 um he was fourth in the country in passing efficiency that is just and yet 50 touchdown passes compared to just eight picks so I'm not sure what I mean yeah there's he was a great recruit Justin Fields was but if he matches Dwayne Haskins that would be like incredible because Dwayne Haskins was awesome
1: I think you're crazy too, but he's not, we know he's not going to match him over the air, but his, he, like you said, Michael, he has the ability to run. And so that could be an added dimension that Ryan day really uses and he could excel in the offense, but I just don't think he can do enough to, to match the production that, that Haskins did last year. All right, let's
0: get to our tiered rankings segments. And we will start of course, with the contenders, Ryan, who's our first contender. Okay, so yes, our first contender is the uh, Michigan Wolverines. Uh, their win totals being set at nine and a half, with the over being uh, an extraordinarily high favorite at minus two hundred. Kind of a weird, weird line there. Yeah, just just bump it up to ten, guys. Come yeah, on, what's the deal? Why are we? What are we doing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Michigan's got a lot to like this year. They're especially uh, coming back on offense. They have a ton. Most notably, Shea Patterson, of course, but. He's he's got he's he's got a good supporting cast. The receiving core should be as good as it's been probably in several years uh for them. You got three really good players, Donovan Peoples Jones, Nico Collins, and Tariq Black. If they can just all stay healthy together, yeah, that's kind of the main key. Um the offensive line has four starters up front returning, John Runyon and Ben Bredesen on that left side of the line. That's maybe the best left side of an offensive line in the country guess the question mark for them is is running back since uh chris evans was suspended suspended for the season it's like so who do they got left they got true wilson i mean he looked pretty good in the reps he got last year but that is definitely a, a weak point i think for for this offense yeah um, if i'm going to choose one weak point on my team though i'd most want it to be running back because yeah he guys can step up there like yeah, exactly. I, I I agree with you on that for for an offense. Or maybe tight end. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, if you're Georgia Tech, definitely tight end under Yeah, exactly. Uh, under uh, Paul Johnson, yeah. So, you know, all the pieces are there. It's just how are they gonna look under their new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis? That's kinda they're gonna really change from a slow pace, the slowest pace in, in the Big Ten pretty much, to arguably one of the fastest now under Josh Gaddis, apparently. So I think it won't be a, seam- a seamless transition. I think there is going to be some hiccups along the way, uh, and I, you know I trust Don Brown that the defense are going to be incredible. But I, with nine and a half being the line here, I, I don't know. I can't see three losses, so I am just I am going to take the over here on Michigan. Yeah, Ryan, you touch on on Josh Josh Gattis,
1: and there, he's going to get rid of the huddle and be way more up tempo. So I think that should suit. Shea Patterson pretty well because he did something similar similar style at Ole Miss. And so I think that'll be able to kind of unleash that that next dimension that Michigan's offense needed uh, compared to last year. But the defense, I just personally feel like you don't just replace guys like Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich. I mean, they've been recruiting top classes left and right under Harbaugh. So I'm not worried about the talent, but that's a lot of production that they lose. Um, you know, they need guys like Khaliq Hudson to step back up. He had a great year a couple of years ago. Last year, he was a little quiet. Um, if he reverts back to his old form, they'll be fine. I mean, I do trust Don Brown, but I still think they're they're going to take a step back on defense. I'm going to go over as well, um, just because I really like the offense and I do trust Don Brown, but that might be my biggest concern about Michigan this year.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with just about everything you guys said. Um, the defense does have some great pieces that you didn't bring up. Cornerback Lavert Hill, safety Josh Metellus, and like you say, Trey, some guys just need to, to step up, whether it's Kalik Hudson on that front seven, well, he's sort of sort of front seven. Yeah, sort of front seven. Um, but you know, Quiddy Pay, Carlo Kemp on the D line, I think they should do better with more opportunities. They brought in Mike Dana, a grad transfer from central Michigan at defensive end. He was really productive there, so hopefully he can, you know, fill the holes left by the guys that left on the D line. Um Josh Uche. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a good seven sacks last year. Pretty limited role. So there's enough guys and and like we say Don Brown. I feel like that's... I could have just said this all in two words. Don Brown. You could have. And offensively, very solid across the board. Love Shea Patterson. I see 11 wins. So I'm going over. Yep. Wow. I, I'm thinking 10 and 2, but that's just me. All right. Uh, I think now is a good time to uh, bring up a question we got on Instagram from RJ Timps. And he said, with Urban Meyer gone, who is the best coach in the Big Ten? A lot of people say James Franklin or Jim Harbaugh. But I think it has to be Mark D'Antonio, given the body of work and history. Full disclosure, I am a Spartan fan, but still think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, sure. I appreciate the honesty. Slight homerism, maybe. No, but it, D'Antonio certainly has a legit case. I mean, he did take his Michigan State to a playoff, and he's he's had some great years there. Um, but I, I don't think I could put him over Harbaugh. Just Harbaugh's done did it, did it. Turned Stanford around and made them a legit contender. That was an extremely hard place to win. They, yeah, they were like the worst team in the Power Five. Yeah, they were horrible. And he turned turned them into a national power. That's yeah. And a decade later, the the, the Harbaugh effect's still there. <laughs> so I, I would lean Harbaugh, and then I'd put like Franklin and Dantonio probably together after after Harbaugh. And I I, I agree. Ryan wholeheartedly and
1: D'Antonio, he's done a lot, especially with um, a little less than than the guys like Harbaugh and uh, Franklin. But but Harbaugh also at Michigan, I mean, he didn't inherit the best program at Michigan, and he instantly kind of turned them into a yeah. into a force, and True. they've been recruiting like gangbusters. So
0: yeah, I have a stat that kind of backs that up. So Michigan and Sagarin, the year before Harbaugh got there was 60th, and they weren't much better in years prior. Since then, they've been ninth, third, twenty sixth, which you know they had some injuries, especially at quarterback, and they were young, yeah, yeah, exactly, very young, and then sixth. So even without caveats, that is amazing. So, yep. and when I'm judging a coach, I know you can look at at what happened in specific games. Of course, the trouble with the snap play against Michigan State, the Ugh. the overtime against ohio state that that probably cost them the playoff if that spot was a couple inches different for jt barrett i don't i don't worry about that stuff i'm just looking big picture how good are the teams that that he's coaching and they've always been really good and for the most part good enough to make the playoff even if they haven't you know finished the job yeah they're, they're gonna break through one of these day, one of these years all right who's our next uh contender trey next we've got
1: ohio state their over/under is set at ten, with the over being favored at minus one thirty. So Ryan Day is walking into one of the best situations you could ever ask for. Yeah, it's like kind of like Lincoln Riley a few years back. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but as we touched on earlier, Justin Fields, I'm I'm anxious to see him in this offense. You know, if he lives up to his expectations, then you could I mean watch out for the Buckeyes. He brings that mobility factor that Haskins didn't have. J.K. Dobbins returns at running back. He had a thousand-yard year, even while splitting carries with Mike Weber. Uh, they do lose Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin, which will hurt. But they have guys like K.J. Hill coming back. Benjamin Victor could step up. Uh, four of the five offensive linemen are gone, so that's a that's a big concern. Especially since the run game wasn't even that impressive last year. No, they did get a Rutgers transfer, Jonah Jackson. To, to oh least, boy. Yeah, I know. But at least it'll <laughs> Look kinda it help. Pluck out, plug Look a out hole the book,
0: guys. Ryan, I remember I'm doing our prep here for this Big Ten episode. I remember last year you made fun of me for being excited about, about Trey Watson transferring uh from uh Illinois to to Maryland, and he turned out to be awesome. So stop it, Ryan. Stop it. I'm sorry, Mike. All right. Yeah. Hey, how about Keyshawn Vaughn? How's that Illinois transfer doing? Okay? He was good. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought I was going to get some <laughs> debate there, but no. Oh, well. <laughs> now, are you saying Illinois is, is the, Illinois is the same as Rutgers? Well, I mean, similar, at least. They're in the they're in the same category right Illinois now. Illinois is a notch above. Well, yes, they are. But, but, but I mean, I don't. I can't think of any Rutgers transfers that turned into stars, Ryan. So Travis Voltelek is going to be okay. Sure, oh, gosh, tight yeah, <laughs> <didn't> end transfer to <laughs> no, Nebraska. I, you probably, you won't even play this year. We we touched on the defense, and you guys know
1: how high. I am this year on Ohio State's defense, especially Chase Young. He he could lead the country in sacks. I mean, he's he's a man. And then when I look at the schedule, I just don't see them losing 3 games. I could see 2, but but not 3.
0: So I'm going to take the over and I like the buck guys. This one is is really tough for me because of course you heard my thoughts on on Justin Fields and I like the weapons around him. Uh one receiver you didn't mention, Chris Olave he could have a a breakout year here but you know there are some things not to like um my concerns with the defense we talked about earlier and you brought up the the questionable running game last year so i don't see that getting much better this year with the, with the turnover they have on that o line and one big thing is if justin fields gets hurt there's not a lot behind him all their best quarters have been trans- quarterbacks have been transferring away it's Chris Chuganoff and Gunnar Hoke. Those guys aren't going to win a bunch of Big 10 games, you know, by themselves. So yeah, you know, with some things to like, some things not to like, I'm going to push. Oh man. On wow. Ohio State, my first push. And you know what, guys? I'm going to make that my lock. What? <coughs> wow. What? I'm locking in a push. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I do think 10 is the right number. Uh, if I had to, pick one i would i would the under or the over i would go over just because ohio state is ohio state and they have so much talent and they haven't lost three you games Push with me ryan since you want to push with me no i'm not gonna push I, I, i'm i'm going over okay uh just because they haven't lost they haven't lost three games since 2011 when it was luke fickle in that kind of weird year so they just it's very rare for them to lose uh more than two games they just have so much talent. I know that they weren't great last year. The defense, I'm not all that high on. They were 86th in the country against the pass. That secondary kind of struggle. Damon Arnett needs to really step up at corner. Uh, so I will reluctantly take the over, but I'm not super, super enthusiastic about it. But I mean, there is that there
1: is that factor about Justin Fields. Like it might be all or nothing. Like What if he just doesn't pan
0: out? Then you're like, uh-oh. That's true. Yeah, even even though I'm high on him, I can acknowledge, like he could just not be that good. Uh, that's possible, obviously. So yeah, he. I think he's gonna be pretty good. All right, yeah, I fair. Uh, sometimes when we don't bring up really good players, we I know we try and keep these previews succinct, but people get mad at us. Trey, did you bring up Jordan Fuller and Jeffrey Okuda? Just want to make sure. I didn't. I mean, they got too many players. I know. There's I know. There's so many potential stars there. So I just wanted to say their names. Oh, okay, fair. We see you guys. We see you. Anybody else? Any other name that we didn't mention? People might get mad at. Tough Borland. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Did he's Chris he's Borland's brother coming back? Didn't he get injured again? Oh, did he? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I think not. he's going to be back healthy, but yeah, he's he's had his struggles there. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah. The linebacking court kind of has. Let's get to the dark horses. Oh, it's my turn. Michigan State. The win total is set at eight, and I love Michigan State this year. The defense is loaded Kenny Willickis and Raycon Raekwon Williams lead arguably the best defensive line in the country it's certainly up there hopefully Willickis has recovered from that kind of gruesome broken leg and then you can pencil in Joe Bocchi at linebacker for 100 tackles i think it's the best front 7 in the Big 10 and the secondary should be solid too so the offense is now that's a problem that is yeah. it's definitely a tougher thing to be optimistic about they were terrible last year but Mark D'Antonio went and hired a a young, bright offensive coordinator. So you'd expect things to turn around there, right, guys? Um, yeah, yeah. If you just shuffle around some guys, it's got to make a difference, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. They didn't hire, they didn't hire any, any great offensive coordinator. They just (laughs) shuffled the deck chairs on the Titanic pretty much. So. (laughs) I don't like that, but I still think they'll get a lot better. A healthy Brian Lewerke, I think, is going to make a dramatic difference, and just better injury luck in general on offense should help. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going over. I agree on the over. I I really think they'll bounce back this year because
1: they were one of the hardest offenses to watch towards the end of last year, but before that, in the beginning of the season, Lewerke, you know, when he was healthy, when he wasn't playing through that shoulder injury, they were they were at least halfway decent. So I think. I think the offense should take a step forward, especially with guys like Cody White on the outside. Daryl Stewart Jr. had over a hundred career catches as well, so he should be a threat in the slot. Um, they the running back has been the issue. That's kind of the reason that they haven't been able to, you know, break out like in the past years when they obviously had like Le'Veon Bell, L.J. Scott. They've got Connor Hayward. Uh, he's not a major deep threat. They're going to need one of their young freshmen or sophomores to to break out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to
0: disagree with you, Trey. I don't think running back is necessarily the problem. I think it's the offensive line. It has been that's true. so bad. I mean, I wouldn't expect any running back to, to mm-hmm. be great back there. That's but. True. I mean,
1: D'Antonio, he's made a point to say that a lot of the offensive line is coming back with more muscle and he vows not to be pushed around, but that's that's good coach speak. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what they all say, but we'll see. But uh, they also, you guys know that I love the special teams. They got Matt Coglin returning at kicker. He was all big 10. Uh but I just think they bounce
0: back overall, and the offense will improve enough to to go over yeah i'm I'm seeing it the way you guys see it. I mean, they were seven and five last year with all those injuries that we talked about and some really close losses and eight wins this year means I'd push i mean i they're definitely going to be a better team, I think this year, just with pure luck you would think, so I'm definitely going to take the over and when you have that good of a defense, ah, you're going to be in every single game, so the, I don't feel like I would. I'm taking much of a risk by taking the over there. The, I, Michael, you mentioned the secondary being strong. I'm a little bit worried about that. It might take a little bit of a step back because they lose Justin Lane and Kari Willis. Those two guys are really good players. It's definitely the weak point of a very strong defense. Yeah. So the I mean the front seven will certainly help. You didn't mention the the, the Panashuk brothers. They're yeah. also on that D line. They're coming back. So. I mean, I, I, the defense is going to be awesome. The front seven is great. Just maybe they'll be, I mean, a little bit vulnerable through the air at times. Although Josiah Scott is going to be pretty darn good at corner. Yeah, I was going to yell at you if you didn't bring up his name, Ryan. Yeah, he's he should be a pretty good one. But just got to say, they they do have a couple key losses back there. Fair. All right, so we're moving on to our next dark horse here. We got the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. Their uh, win totals set at 8.5 with the over being favored at minus 120. All right, guys. Michael, I think the Joe Moorhead effect uh, should be pretty much gone at this point. Yep. Oh, yeah. So no more Trace McSorley. Miles Sanders is gone. Jawan Johnson's gone. couple good offensive linemen now are gone. I'm not high on the offense this year. Of the projected 11 starters, just three of them are upperclassmen. So they're going to be young on that side of the ball. Um, and they they should have had a fifth-year senior at quarterback, but... He decided to follow Joe Moorhead to, to Mississippi State, Tommy Stevens. So that's that was a big blow. So yeah. it's 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 up to the sophomore, Sean Clifford. Uh and their offense is it's gotta change because he's nowhere near the running threat McSorley or Stevens was. So and McSorley, he ran for like eight hundred yards last year. He was like a true dual threat. That's so that's a big piece gone from from that offense. I mean, it's it's not all bleak, though. Uh, they do have some, some good talent coming back. Pat Friermuth at tight end, he's potentially NFL caliber, had a great uh, year last year. K.J. Hamler, he was their leading receiver as a freshman last year. He's coming back, so he's he's pretty darn good. Should have a big year. And they do lose Miles Sanders, obviously, at running back, but I like Ricky Slade. I think in the times that he, he played last year, he looked maybe just as good as Miles Sanders at times. So Yeah, the skill talent is all super talented but just very young just young yeah and i'm you know when you don't have that dual threat type of ability it makes your offense a little more predictable so i don't maybe the running game will be a little less effective yeah i think i think the quarterback's gonna be sorely missed oh Oh, wow okay okay (laughs) not bad not bad i'll take it thank you uh and then the defense i mean i'll let you guys touch more on it but it's they're going to be good. They're going to be very, very good. Maybe not Michigan State level of that front seven, but pretty darn close. So, um, as much as I do love the defense, I- I'm just worried about the offense. So I, I got to go under. Okay, Ryan, I'll uh, I'll take my my directive from you and talk about the defense. It's going to be really good. Yitor Gross Matos on the on the D line, excellent pass rusher. Robert Windsor at D line is really productive for for an interior lineman. Micah Parsons, of course, another five star recruit there. Yeah, he should, you know, kind of break out on a national level this year at linebacker. They're they're solid across the board. John Reed at corner. Don't yell at me. I, I brought up his name. <laughs> um but I'm also I'm also lowish on Penn State with you know, you you covered the offense pretty well. I'm also not super high on that that side of the ball they lost and just in general the team they lost 5 players early to the NFL draft they lost a ton of players in the transfer portal and yeah a ton yeah that was a little alarming it was i mean i know it was one of those where most of the guys you could say oh he you know he wasn't going to play right. or he's just a backup there's good reasons he would transfer but it's still a lot of culture there yeah there wasn't that wasn't the case for all of them and and it you know it hurts depth at the very least so right yeah i'm i'm going under
1: so my initial reaction was to go under with the young offense, but I really love that defense. You know, Micah Parsons, we talk about him. He's, he's going to be a sophomore this year and I don't watch a ton of recruiting film, but I watched his cause he was considering Nebraska. I mean, he, he was just, he was a freak. So yeah. he's going to, he's going to break out. I just, I just know it. Uh, and I, so I just really love the defense. I think that'll keep him in the games and, You know, I'm gonna trust James Franklin to to develop
0: some of that young offense. So I'm gonna go over. Okay, we are moving right along here to our long shots now. Trey, who do we have? We have
1: got Indiana, the Hoosiers. They're over under set at six and a half, with the under being favored at minus one forty. So Tom Allen looks like he'll get another year with uh, Peyton Ramsey at the helm, unless unless the Utah transfer and former elite recruit Jack Tuttle takes over. You know Ramsey's kind of
0: struggled with or the, hey or or Michael Penix. Michael Penix. That's true. That's retro true. Redshirt freshman, better runner. I than just Ramsey. Wa-
1: I was worried about saying his name, so I just didn't want <laughs> <didn't> to. Yeah, wanna, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not Michael Penis. It's not
1: that. <laughs> They also have 14 other starters returning, though, so it's a, it's a good time for Indiana to have as good a year as as they could. The problem, of course, you know, is them being in this East division. It's just so brutal. But uh, but I like guys like Nick Westbrook. Uh, he's a marquee receiver for them. They're they're pretty deep at running back. They got Stevie Scott. He ran for over a thousand yards. They also have Ronnie Walker Jr. They've got a four-star freshman, Samson James, which is big for, for the Hoosiers. The defense, it took a major step back last year for Allen. With With the teams that they're going to be playing in the Big Ten, they really need to get this back. The pass rush was dreadful, so they really need that to improve. I would say that the strength is on on the back end of that defense, and I'll, I'll let you guys maybe touch a little bit on that. So I, I like the offense for the most part, but that
0: defense is going to struggle so I gotta lean under. Yeah, I, I agree with you here, Trey, on the, the, the under on Indiana. Just, I mean, I like them as a team. I think they're going to be better, but for the Hoosiers to get to seven is, uh, that's a tall, t- tall task for, for them. I, I like Peyton Ramsey. I think he's kind of underrated nationally. Uh, I don't think he's, uh, maybe quite as, as bad as people would, would, would think. And, When you talk, you didn't talk a whole lot about the defense, but I think they're going to get a lot better with uh, eight starters coming back. I mean, I know that's kind of Tom Allen's calling card, and they weren't all that good last year, but they got a deeper defensive line and should be a better front seven overall. Uh, James Head, the sophomore, he's at defensive end; he should be kind of help that pass rush that Trey you kind of alluded to really was lacking last year. And linebacking core, I like I like them. Raquan Jones is an experienced player. He's solid, but there's one guy that I really like on that defense, and it's Marcelino Ball. He kind of plays their Husky position, really kind of like that hybrid linebacker safety. He's a tough, versatile player. Uh, so with all they that they have coming back, I think they're going to be better than last year. But, I mean, seven wins is a lot for them. So I, I'm going to take the under, uh, and I'm actually going to make this my luck. All right. Uh Ryan, I'm. I guess I'm gonna uh, disagree with you a little bit on Peyton Ramsey. I I kind of go back and forth on him. I feel like. Yeah, I thought you were kind of high on him too. I was, but then I I reconsidered. Ryan, people change. All right. Okay. Yeah, you flip flop all the time. I do. Uh, six point four yards per attempt and thirteen interceptions last year. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. I mean, he needs to to clean that up a little bit. He needs to you know get the ball downfield a little bit more. Now he does have the running ability, which is. Which is decent, but I don't think there's going to be a a super long leash for him with with the quarterbacks we talked about. Um, but I do think there's some decent skill talent around him. Trey, one guy you didn't bring up, Donovan Hale at receiver is solid. So so yeah, there's there's a, a decent collection of talent there. The big thing though is the schedule here. So they've got Ball State, Eastern Illinois, UConn, and Rutgers. Let's just say four and zero there. I mean, it's not a gimme, but yeah, good chance of four and zero. They just need three more l- wins. They've got at Maryland, they got Northwestern at home, even at Purdue they're only a 5-point underdog, so I think 6 and 6 is probably most likely, but with plus 120, I'll take a shot on the over. Okay. I like it, Mike. Well, you don't like it, but you're just being supportive and I appreciate that. Yeah. I I don't know, maybe I was just too scared to take Indiana over <laughs> at, you know. Well, I mean nothing's going to happen. You'll be okay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no one really cares. No, that's a good point. Uh Maryland, their over/under is 4. The over is a -130 favorite. You got Mike Loxley back as a head coach after going 31 and 3 at New Mexico. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the reverse direction. Oh. What? <laughs> Why would they hire him? <laughs> Who the heck knows? No, no. I mean He's got the, he's got the local ties there and, and kind of brings some Saban had him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The Saban effect. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. But one thing he did do a good job in the offseason of was, was recruiting players from the, especially from the transfer portal. Their likely starting quarterback, Josh Jackson comes in from Virginia Tech. I've never been a huge Josh Jackson guy, but he's an upgrade over Cassim Hill and Pigram. So that's, that's nice. They brought in a, a good tight end, Tyler Mabry from Buffalo. So. Pair those guys with a great running back. Anthony McFarland, ran for 7.9 yards per carry as a freshman last year, and I think that's going to lead to an improved offense. The defense got a, a few good transfers too. Keandre Jones, that linebacker from Ohio State. The big one really, Shaq Smith, who, who might have been a starter at linebacker from Clemson, so that was huge. But they also lost key pieces at every level defensively to the NFL. There's only three returning starters, so really do not have a lot of confidence on that side of the ball. And more importantly, there's the schedule only has one gimme in the non-conference, so I'm going to go under here. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm very low on the Terps this year. They don't have much returning talent on either side of the ball, and that's just with all, with a new coaching staff, new players. There is going to be some there's some growing pains there. Uh, I do think their defense is going to really struggle up front because. Just in the last month, they lost their starting nose tackle, uh, Adam McLean. He's no longer a part of the team, so <laughs> that's just another guy that they're going to have to try and replace. So they were on defense they were they were actually okay last year, fifty first in S and P Plus. Um, but when you lose all those guys, just one returner in the front seven, new new defensive coordinator, I, I'm not not high on them at all. So I got to go under actually here on the Terps as well. But you guys, I think. I think this is the year that Maryland finally keeps their quarterbacks healthy. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Well, Josh Jackson got hurt what last year, so yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll But I'm I'm not like super high on Josh Jackson.
1: He was just so inconsistent with the hopes. Yeah, he's, and, he's all right. And like honestly, Matt Canada had that offense at times looking pretty decent and humming. So I I honestly think they might even regress. Uh, I mean, they did get you know some pieces Michael that you talked about but uh i'm not maybe as high the second or i mean in the defense yeah I mean, you guys have touched on it. it's it's pretty bleak uh they do have all big 10 nickelback antoine brooks junior he should be at least pretty good so they they have that at least going for them but overall i just think they're going to take a step back uh and i like maryland to go under as well all
0: right we're on to our last long shot boys the longest of long shots. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, baby. I'm excited. Rutgers. Yeah. Their, their win total set at three with the uh, under being the favor, favorite there at minus 135. Okay. The, they were uh, the worst scoring offense in the country uh, at just 13.5 points per game. I don't think it'll be quite that bad this year. Uh Hopefully not. Art Sitkowski. He comes back for his sophomore year. He We may have taken a few cheap shots at him over the course of last year and other times. We're sorry. Uh, Art. We're sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, buddy. Uh It's not all your fault. He uh, didn't have a lot of support around him. He had four touchdowns to 18 interceptions. Not the best ratio I've ever seen. Um, But he's going to have some competition this year. McLean Carter, the grad transfer from the old Red Raiders. So I think it's Art's job maybe right now, but because I didn't really necessarily like what I saw from McLean Carter at Texas Tech, but... Oh, and you did with Art? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally the worst season ever from Art Stokowski? I mean, (laughs) if I'm a Rutgers fan... Yeah, true. How can you not be cheering for McLean Carter here? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's true. Okay, I don't know. Okay, let's move on from the quarterback (laughs) to. It's not going to be good either way. Um... Their leading rusher and their leading receiver are back, which is, but they're actually the same guy. It's it's Raheem Blackshear. So that's not sure that's a good sign if your passing game is the best. <laughs> the best receiver you have is your running back. But um, they did lose a couple of their better players on offense due to transfer. He already mentioned Jonah Jackson. He went over to uh, Ohio State, so that stinks for them. And Travis Vocalik, he was a, a good tight end for them. He transferred to Nebraska, which is really too bad. Oh, it's um, terrible, terrible. So, although they did get a couple of tight end transfers, uh, that should play right away. One from Wisconsin and then another from UCLA. So that'll kind of help offset the loss. But I mean, the, the offense, it won't be 130th, but it also won't be, uh, I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be 130th. I'd be surprised, but I don't think they're going to get to double digits like 99th. You know, that's probably not going to happen. So, uh, I, I don't think they're going to get to four. That's, that's going to be really hard. So I'm taking the under. Yeah. I mean, one in 11 last
1: year and now it's going to take four wins to beat me. I got to take the under two, especially when they're projected to be double digit underdogs in 10 games. And they have coaches that have actual quotes that say, we need to get better at everything, which, okay, that's an understatement. <laughs> and then Chris Ash even said, for the most part, just get our guys to play hard. It's, uh, he's given up. that's 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 rough that's rough they just they just don't have the the game breakers in my eyes to to get over the three wins um on defense they did get a linebacker transfer from Michigan Drew Singleton he could at least help the defense uh the team's a little bit high on Avery Young at corner two but I'm just not seeing enough playmakers to to get over
0: yeah the defense was the one thing that wasn't horrible last year they were Six, yeah. 67th in S&P Plus. Like that's, that's not bad. But yeah, they're 116th in returning production on that side of the ball. So that's unfortunate for Rutgers. But I want to cede most of my time here to Rutgers Todd. He sent in an email with 10 things that need to happen for Rutgers to be successful this year. And uh, we're not going to read all 10, but let's go through three of them. So I've I've ordered them 1 through 10. You guys don't know, though. Just... Give me a number between 1 and 10, and I'll read that one. Four. Okay, number four. They need to establish two reliable receivers not named Blackshear. So he says receivers need to get separation, which which has been an issue the past few seasons. Bo Melton needs to reach his four-star recruit potential. Tight end transfer Matt Alimo from UCLA could be a big help. Okay, give me another number. Let's go seven. Okay, number seven. Oh, this is a favorite of mine produce a plus turnover margin. He says it's pretty obvious. We're last in the Big 10 last year with a minus 14 margin. Win the turnover battle, be in a better place to win the game. Okay, then we got one more here. Turnovers and special teams. Turnovers, yeah, and, special turnovers teams. and special teams. That's like that's probably like half the game right there. That's all that's missing for Rutgers really. <laughs> uh 9. Let's go 9 here. Okay, number 9. Oh boy. Quarterback play. Needs to be much improved. (laughs) Says, I mean, do I have to say his name? I'd rather not. Texas Tech transfer McLean Carter is expected to fight for the starting job, but whoever it is just needs to protect the ball and make smart decisions. Hopefully, he who shall not be named has matured going into his second year and some of his strengths will be realized. Ouch! Ouch! that's not good when you're saying all they just got to protect the ball. They just, it's It's also not good when you're giving your, your quarterback last year, the Voldemort treatment. That's, (laughs) that's rough. Sorry. I said that maybe I'll bleep that out. Um, but I guess I have to give an over under pick. I'm going to go over just because I want to cheer for Rutgers. We've got a lot of fans of Rutgers that follow us that interact with us. So I'm going over. It's true I, I am. I got to give those guys credit. Okay. Uh, that felt quick was that quick let me check the time here that was not quick all right so we're we're good we're good let's let's move right (laughs) along here uh let's get to the hot seat it is my turn this episode so all right you ready mike i'm ready i'm ready okay okay michael give us one bold upset pick in the big 10 east this season all right, so I know I'm, I'm low on Maryland, but I think they've recruited well enough that they're at least capable of upsetting good teams. They almost beat Ohio State last year, of course. They've beat Texas the past two years. So I'm going to go with Maryland to win at home in the non-conference against Syracuse. Oh. I'm kind of low on Syracuse this year. And the week after, Syracuse is hosting Clemson. Potentially a game day situation coming to town. So maybe they kind of get caught looking ahead. Good pick. Good pick. And that means El Asico might get game day. You wish. I do. Which true freshman do you think will have the biggest impact in the division? I'm going to go with Dax Hill, five-star safety at Michigan. He was not an, an early enrollee, but Harbaugh said on his podcast, quote, he's going to be playing very early in his career at the University of Michigan. And so, you know, he's got crazy athleticism, one of the fastest recruits in the country. He can play anywhere in the secondary. There's even slight murmurs of him playing a little bit on offense i don't know if that's true but he he could be really good yeah he he should be a stud okay mike over under half of a national championship for ryan day at ohio state i'm gonna go push i'm pushing here <laughs> no nope, yeah it <nope>, doesn't work <laughs> oh okay well it used to work it used to work oh well, that's true uh i'm gonna go under there's only five active coaches who have national championships so I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's it's hard to do. It's hard to win a championship. Mm. And we just have no idea if he's a good head coach yet. We it's that remains to be seen. So I, I can't pick it to be more likely than not. I think the only coach in the country who I would make a favorite to join the group is is Kirby Smart. But other than that, maybe Lincoln Riley. Yeah. But even him, who knows? Maybe he'll go. To the NFL. I thought, I thought you knows? were going to
1: say Billy Napier, but... Oh, Billy Napier is definitely a favorite, yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. For the last question, you requested that we ask you about the new
0: hashtag you're trying to get going. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Trey, for this venue, for this. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know if Rutgers fans are going to like this, but I'm trying to get the hashtag start art going. And I know I kind of... I failed... A little bit ago, I was kind of, again, trashing art. I'm trying to get out of that. I think Art Sitkowski needs a shot at redemption. So apologies to, to McLean Carter, but please tweet at CFB Bros with the hashtag start art. Let's make some dreams come true. Start art. Start art. Start art. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great job, Michael. I think you did super well on that people have said they can't tell the difference between our voices so (laughs) you know i can just give myself compliments and no one will even know yeah no i think they got that one yeah (laughs) okay uh let's move on to the questionable finish ohio state michigan is one of the best rivalries in sports what or who is your
1: biggest rival my biggest rival is time. There's just never enough time, as especially as I've gotten older. Between work and then trying to eat a eat dinner, working out,
0: I just I just don't have time to do stuff. You don't have time to eat dinner? Barely. <laughs> my enemy is is my laundry machine. Because the sound it makes when it's done is like the quietest sound in the world. So I usually don't hear it. And then I forget that I was doing laundry. And they're all wet. And they've, they sit there for like three hours. And I'm not going to iron them. So they're all wrinkly. And I look terrible. And then nobody likes me. And my girlfriend leaves me. And <laughs> my stupid podcast, like no one even listens to it. All because of the washing machine. Yeah, all because of the washing machine. Okay, Mike, mine is waking up early. I just, it sucks. Takes me a while to get my body going. I'm not a morning person, which makes it even worse since, you know, I am a teacher and that's a, we get get early starts every day, but man, it's just rough. All right. Second question. Maryland attempted to shore up their roster by taking several players from other teams via transfer. What is the most valuable thing you've ever stolen? Uh, My wife's heart. Oh, that is sweet. Oh, that is right. sweet. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not your wife's heart, but <laughs> my, my girlfriend. <laughs> wow, we we were kind
1: of all thinking alike. I mine was just you know stealing girls' hearts left and right, and including my wife.
0: But wow, yeah, wow. Well, there we got sentimental. I had this one time. I I was trying to think of the question for the, when I heard this question. I there was one time where I just like walked out of a store and I accidentally like didn't pay for something I yeah don't remember what it was but I I knew it wasn't worth much because otherwise I I can't live with myself trying to steal anything yeah exactly I accidentally did it I was like well it was like way later I'm like well I guess it's mine now but okay well I guess I'm a bad person because I have stolen something it was a Christmas gift so I'm not gonna say who it was for because they might be listening. but I ordered something online they might even be talking to me right now on this podcast <laughs> uh i ordered something online and i got an update that it wasn't going to arrive in time for christmas so i called them up canceled the order got the refund but then it showed up at my door anyway and so wow i just i just kept it what was it this is like i can't say oh <laughs> I can't say next question <laughs> Name something (laughs) as likely as Rutgers winning the Big Ten East, and I'll get us started. I think it's as likely as hashtag start art uh, going viral. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say it's as likely as Jim Harbaugh and Urban Meyer becoming best friends. Ooh. That's unlikely. Yeah, I would probably say it's as likely as me giving up Coke. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. That is not happening. Maybe maybe downgrade to to marijuana, Ryan. It's you know it's legal now, so <laughs> downgrade, <laughs>
1: downgrade.
0: All right, yeah, now that was a cocaine joke, by the way. Well, maybe a joke, maybe not. We'll let the listeners decide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the College Football Bros podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, to uh, loyal listener Tyler, who has really been taking the hashtag Start Art to a whole new level. He made it his. Uh, his display name on twitter so yeah i saw that thanks a lot tyler support the movement and we will be back in a couple days with our big 10 west yeah baby and championship episode big 10 west it's nebraska time guys are you excited who's their who's their head coach (laughs) yeah oh oh i don't know who is their head coach scott frost oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, you might be hearing that a lot next episode. So thanks for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.
1: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have
0: any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB bros. Thanks for listening.